0: People already should be company's greatest asset, but sometimes I think many companies forget that and they focus more on the, the products and the innovation.
1: How do you maintain the employee brand when social media and other tools at your disposal are so fluid? What strategies can you use to ensure you're going to have the best team you can? Rachel Pogson, Global Vice President of Talent Acquisition and HR Central at Seagate Technology, continues her discussion with Graham Tollett, a director at Chapman CG in the Asia Pacific team about the future of talent management and acquisition. Welcome to the Chapman CG global HR interview.
2: In your opinion, just uh, drilling down on one aspect of that, how do you think organizations can better leverage technology to create a, a better employee branding? Do organizations need to have a presence on all of the social media platforms or just some in your view?
0: I think you need to look at who it is you're trying to attract um, and where they are uh, and uh, does it, social media, does it make sense? So for certain demographics we know today, social media is perhaps not the way to engage with them. We know that in certain geographies, it's specific social media platforms that need to be leveraged. So I think social media is going to be an increasing part of of what organisations have to, to leverage for employer branding? If you look at just the number of millennials that are going to be going in the workforce, I, I can't remember the numbers, but by 2025 or 2030, you know, a significant percentage of the workforce is going to be millennials. They are all going to be on social media, so companies need to be uh, in that platform. But I think if you also look at um, MySpace, I don't know if you remember MySpace, Graham. I don't know what happened to them, but they disappeared. So a lot of these companies are also getting swallowed up uh, and. Uh, you know, there's all of the Snapchat now, things are becoming more visual, so what that social media engagement might look like in the future, I, I don't know, because it, it's moving quite, quite fast. Maybe it'll become more avatar-based, uh, gamification, I have no idea, but I think it's, it's something which companies need to stay on the ball with. I think it's something which companies need to perhaps have the millennials within their organizations more actively engaged in, because they're more on the pulse of what's happening and trends. Uh, but I think companies need to uh, use data to track which platforms actually do generate results. Because if you look at LinkedIn, Facebook, you know the usual one, companies all have presence on those. But how many hires are actually made as a result of having employer branding on those platforms? And I think once we can start to better capture that data, Uh, then we can look at which platforms might make sense. So some of those platforms, maybe by having a profile on LinkedIn, maybe it doesn't result in a direct hire, but maybe people who are within the short list are actually stakeholders or decision makers in other organizations which might buy your company's products or or solutions. So you still also need to be able to track that as to what is the, the, the value for the, uh, to some extent, the consumer branding of the company via the employer branding. I think one thing we do need to think about is for uh, social media platforms like Glassdoor, how to what extent do we put them uh, central within our social media strategy or peripheral, because that is review based, and I think we all know that sometimes uh, the people who make reviews, it usually is people who are in perhaps a more negative mind space. Uh, and sometimes that they're fake reviews as well. So it's going to be about uh, where does it make sense to play, where are we going to create the most noise, uh, because obviously if we totally uh, disregard some of the uh, the reviews which people give on social media, then that could very easily become a, a large phenomenon on social media, uh, even though the actual issue is very small, and that could have a huge impact on the organisation. So I think there's a lot of unknowns, I think most organizations are still grappling with where do we best allocate our resources to do what, but I think the uh, implementation of more systems now which can allow us to capture data and to track the results and to track the impact, whether that impact be negative impact on an organization, whether it be generating sales or business, whether it be um, resulting in a hire. Uh, either immediate or a higher, or potential future hire from a talent pipeline. I think those are things we need to track, and then decide which social platforms we, we play on.
2: That's so interesting, isn't it? Cause there are so many be- obvious benefits to the to the change of technology, but what's indirect, and where's the return on investment, and where do you play? Um, and it changes so quickly. I know you touched on millennials, uh, maybe being one resource, but how do how does one keep up with all this technology when it's changing so rapidly within a business or, or personally? Do you think?
0: I think that there's several obviously you can you can read in the in the media you know, read the tech pages of various publications it's obviously looking at things like The Economist the Harvard Business Review for general what's happening out there and and the big uh, transformational changes. there's things like b b C click online so there's a lot of stuff out in the public domain which you can um read or uh, have have access to. I think also it's about when you are implementing projects which are uh, need to have some future kenya uh to maybe get uh a younger more millennial more uh creative mindset it's a more diverse group of people working on a on a project because many of us are in the workforce today hopefully we'll still be in the workforce in 10 15 years but uh, our, our our history and just our age means that we're not as agile in some of the new uh new technologies and i think to uh in have teams where it's more diverse, you more, have more of the millennials coming on board, maybe even do crowdsourcing um and get different points of view. I think that's going to help us make sure that we make the right decisions around which technology is in the future and how best to leverage it. Because they they they, they think uh, they, they use the uh, technology in a very different way. I mean they're of brought up in the in the gaming um world uh, and a lot of the gaming um approach can actually have business uh, applications. But unless you've gone through that and grown up with that as a teenager and a young person, it's very hard to sort of translate and to join the dots and to see how it can apply within the, in the, the business world as it is today.
2: So really the key is a diverse workforce and listening to those who have their fingers on the pulse from a digital perspective. This is also known as a liquid workforce or millennials even. Sounds like a no-brainer, yet more organisations struggle with this than you think. Finally, I think uh, talent acquisition and shared services, as we know, are very, I guess, hot function within HR right now. In your opinion, is there anything on the horizon that's going to get businesses or or the wider population thinking about HR, particularly the TA and shared services functions, uh, in a different way?
0: I think people are going to become increasingly important. People already should be companies' greatest asset, but sometimes I think many companies forget that and they focus more on the the products and the innovation. But it's the people that make the great products and the people that have the innovative uh, ideas. The people are running out. We're not making uh, enough of the right people at the right place at the right time these days. And so I think organizations are going to find that workforce planning is going to become increasingly uh, important in terms of of companies' sustainability. And so that's not only going to be uh, how you attract, identify uh, employees, but also how we retain them. So the cost of retention uh, or the cost of not retaining, I think, is going to increase. So how do we care for our employees? Uh, will become important but then i think we also need to be mindful that we are shifting more to the gig economy so you've got it's, it's very multi-layered you've got them immediate now in the next sort of couple of years but we know that sometime between now and a sort of four or five year timeline in certain geographies it is going to have a shift much more to the gig e- economy and those people won't need to be cared for in the same way that full-time employees would need to be cared for because they're, they're Um, how they're engaged with the the legal framework around that and how their payroll, et cetera, may be very, very different. But they are going to have to have certain uh, support mechanisms for them.
2: I think what we're trying to get at is how is it valued, how is it supported, which you alluded to before. You know, the TA function can be a sort of back office function, can't it? But as we know, people and talent is the the key to the success of the business. So hopefully TA shared services will be viewed in a much more sort of high priority in the future.
0: No, I, I absolutely, Graham. I think, I think TA will become increasingly important. TA is the people supply chain. Supply chain for many organisations is, is key in making sure they've got the resources uh, in the right place at the right time. And it's the same with the people supply chain. I just think there's going to be an expansion of what is contained within that people supply chain. So as I mentioned earlier, it's going from full-time uh, employees to those which are on contingent agency in the gig economy, uh, return ships, interns, et cetera. So I think the, the gamut is going to become slightly broader um, with that regard. And people will become increasingly important to organisations. Some things we can automate, some things we could potentially automate, but we probably aren't going to do so for the immediate future, just because it's uh, too new, it's too expensive, et cetera. So people are still going to be very essential. And so I think the role of HR is going to get bigger and bigger and more critical for organizations, uh, which means that HR is going to have to be increasingly strategic and increasingly able to have those conversations, which speaks to the need for broader upskilling um, of the HR community, whether that be in terms of how to leverage technology, whether it be in terms of other strategic thinking capability, how to leverage data, et cetera.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think that HR will become more critical, more strategic, and we're not all going to be uh, automated out uh, with robots. It's an evolution, isn't it? I think things will change, but there'll still be a huge and important place for humans and, and HR in the future.
1: HR is the supply chain of the most important asset of the company. HR leaders are faced with how to make their supply chain as dynamic and responsive as possible, not only for the benefit of the company, but for the employee as well. This has been part two of a two-part series with Graham Tollett of Chapman CG and Rachel Pogson of Seagate Technology. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out at chapmancg.com for more interesting conversations.